This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 175. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a lovely day here in the UK. Hope it's uh, equally nice wherever you are in the world. And today we've got, I think, one of the most authentic questions we've ever had on the podcast. I just smiled. I couldn't stop smiling when I was listening to it. You will listen to this and nod along and think, oh my God, that is everything I've been thinking forever since I've been learning languages. It's great. Before we get to that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. If you want to do more speaking, which is important in language learning, but you don't know where to find a teacher or a person to speak to, then italki is the place where you should go. You can get a free lesson by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, let's hear this wonderful question from Gabrielle. Hi, Ali. My name is Gabrielle and I'm learning Korean. My level is intermediate right now. So I have regular conversations in Korean and I can understand uh, quite a bit and respond well. But when I can't understand, even though once in a while I do ask the other person to explain a word or write down what they mean or what they're saying, other times I'll just not ask and just nod and smile and act like I understand because I'm afraid that if I'm constantly stopping the other person and asking what everything means, my confidence will drop drastically. And then everything they say from then on will just be noise and it'll take a while for me to recover from that. So a lot of it's pride, I would say, and wanting to look good in front of native speakers. And some of it's just that I just want to keep the conversation flowing. I don't want to constantly have to stop and ask what a person, like what the other person means. So I'm wondering if there's a better way to deal with this. And if you've been in the same situation, how did you get past that listening comprehension struggle? Thanks. Hey, Gabrielle. First of all, look, I want to thank you for being so open and honest because it's really important for everybody listening. You know, I always try to be as open and honest myself about the, the, the struggles that I go through in my language learning. Um, you may have heard an episode recently when I talked about a language exchange that went really, went really wrong. Um, but, you know, I think when people hear you articulate the struggles you go through in conversations in such open and honest terms. Um, I think it gives a lot of people real solidarity and helps them to feel that actually the things that they're going through are not unique. They're not the only ones struggling with these things. And so the really the first thing to say with this particular question that you're asking is that it's completely normal and there's absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with it. You know, Korean is a difficult language. It's one of the world's hardest languages for, for native English speakers. You are at an intermediate level. You can already have conversations. I mean, don't forget to just stop and congratulate yourself for getting that far. Most people never get that far. So it's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, your, one of your, the questions towards the end of your question was uh, whether I've been through this before. And the answer is every single time I have a conversation in any language at some point. You know, it, it, it makes sense. You, you, you can't expect yourself to understand everything that's being said. You can't hold yourself to that standard. And yet I think you know this because, you know, when you first start and you first having, start having those, those, those first kind of, 
um, tentative conversations in Korean. You know, you were probably super happy when you just understood a few words. I mean, you, you might not remember that feeling anymore. But for as long as you are learning Korean, there will be things that you don't understand. Um, that's the, the reality. The more advanced you get, the more you have heightened awareness. So the more you realize that all the things that you don't know, it goes on and on and on. Um, so part of my answer to this really involves thinking about it from a, from a mindset perspective, you know, what's the right mindset that you need? And then the other element of it is, is what to expect and how to move forward. Um, so where to begin? I mean, first of all, is it normal to pretend that you understand when you don't? Yes, I do it all the time and it's essential. Um, obviously over time, it's good if it, that can become a little bit less. So as you get better, you want to understand more and more. But the reality is you don't have to understand everything that's going on. I think you can actually get through a um, a conversation pretty well, only understanding half of what's being said. You know, um, keeping the conversation going is key because it, it's in having those conversations that you improve. That's where that's the source of your learning and the source of your improvement. It's in the act of holding a conversation, because for every second that the conversation keeps going, you get that extra bit of exposure, that extra opportunity to learn, that extra opportunity to increase your own fluency. So don't feel, I know it kind of feels a bit disingenuous, right? To, to kind of nod and say, oh yeah, I understand. Whereas in fact, you don't. But don't confuse not understanding one bit or even one sentence with not understanding or following the main thrust of the conversation. You know, if you're having a conversation about um, cake, and uh, how much you enjoy eating cake, but you don't understand the particular ingredients that this person is telling you that they're putting in their cake. Who cares? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's lots of kind of strategies that you can use to get through that, but it starts with you accepting, I think, that it doesn't matter if you don't understand um, a bit here and there. So you can do things like, you know, if you don't understand something that's being said, you can kind of take the conversation off in a slightly different direction. You can make a general point about the topic, you can um, react to what the other person is saying by telling an anecdote or a story of your own. You can ask questions of the other person. Generally, take control of the conversation. I think one of the things that we tend to do when we are still learning a language is we tend to be very submissive and we tend to be very reactive to what the other person is saying. You know, they are the, the native speaker, right? So whatever they say, we have to kind of smile and say, yes, okay. But don't forget that, you know, conversation is in two, it takes place between two or more people, you can steer the conversation just as much as you want. And so often kind of taking control of that conversation and, and reasserting yourself in it is the best way to get through something like that. And they will, they will respect, the other person will respect you for it. And they will, um, they will realize that they will get a clearer picture of your ability to actually speak. You know, if you are asking questions, making points, saying things, telling stories, like they will, that's the best way for you to demonstrate that you speak the language. And that's going to help keep the conversation going. Now, the bigger picture point really is that the way to start to understand more and to stop having these kind of, oh my God, I don't understand moments is to keep improving your level. Now, we've talked about listening comprehension a ton on the podcast already, so there are lots of back episodes you can go and listen to uh, for, for, for my thoughts on that. 
But the thing is that you need to keep having these conversations, right? That's crucial because you, you're already at a fantastic point with your Korean. The way to keep improving is by having more of those conversations. And my main advice would, would be would be this. When I think about my process of learning Japanese, which is quite similar to Korean, I kind of went through this long, slow, painful process of not understanding very much to eventually understanding enough to be able to have enjoyable conversations and have, you know, you know chat with people with, without having any particular problems. And the number one thing that made that possible for me was starting to use Japanese with, to make friends in social situations. Because when someone cares about you or wants to be friends with you or really wants to communicate with you, they're not going to be so harsh on you when you don't understand something. They're much more likely to, you know, very willingly repeat things or speak more slowly. And you have a, a kind of a greater interest than simply the linguistic one. It's about the friendship. It's about, about the communication. So as soon as you can get to a point where the language is secondary and the relationship with the person is primary, that's when you start to stop worrying so much. And when you stop worrying so much about the language, that's when you really learn. It's one of those infuriating things to hear. I'm sure you, when you hear this, you're probably kind of thinking, oh, Ollie, what are you talking about? This is not practical advice. And it, that may be so, but it is very, very true. Like the... you. you often see people say things like, um, you know, the key to understanding, the key to listening is to stop trying. And I think that's kind of what's behind this way of thinking, is that the more you relax and use the language for genuine purposes, the more you just, your brain opens up, it, it, it starts to receive and understand messages more easily and more readily because you're relaxed, you're reading the other person's body language, all of these things kind of conspire to help you understand. And so the way that this really relates to your question, Gabrielle, is that you really must find ways not to worry. It's all about time, persistence, and a positive attitude, you know, as infuriating as that must be to hear, and that's what it is all about. And so the best way to stop worrying is by really removing the language as the main focus of these conversations and starting to use the language for other purposes to make friends and, and, and so on. Now let's widen out the discussion a little bit to different levels. And this is how I look at the problem at a higher level and a lower level. When you're at a lower level in the language, and for you, Gabrielle, this is probably you're out of, you're out of this stage now, I think. But as a lower level learner, you've still got so much to learn, right? You, you simply don't know enough words or grammar yet. So it's normal if you don't understand. Don't let it stress you. It would be weirder if you did understand everything, okay? So don't be surprised if you don't understand. You've simply got to keep studying. And the best way to do that is by having conversations with sympathetic listeners, which means, in most cases, a tutor or a language exchange partner. You know, At the lower level, you've just got to get familiar with, with conversations, um, familiar with the process of speaking the language, That's and then keep it up for as long as possible. At a higher level, and this is the stage that you're entering now, Gabrielle, this is a stage where you need to get used to the vocabulary of everyday life. Okay, and this is especially true if you've been in study mode for a long time. So one of the problems with going out and starting to speak a lot is that what you find is that people don't talk in the same way as you've been led to believe from your textbooks, right? And so when you realize this, 
you need you it's it's clear that what you've got to do is to spend as much time speaking with people because that's the way that you're going to learn these words and phrases that real people use in everyday life so what's key as you kind of move through the intermediate level towards a more advanced stage is to use as much of your time as possible listening to real authentic language so you know this is where conversation partners might start becoming slightly less useful perhaps it's where studying in the traditional way becomes slightly less useful and where you need to just listen to the way real people speak so that's what it you know that's this is the point at which for example watching tv starts to become quite useful listening to podcasts having real conversations with people like we've been saying and you need to focus as much as possible on real daily language so one really useful thing you can do is to start recording your conversations so as you have conversations with people get out your iphone and just use the voice recorder app and just record it Listen back to it then later and just focus on the things that people actually say, all the little words, the slang, the kind of ums and the ahs and all those things. That's what it means to, to, to really understand real language. And try to bear in mind that the process you're going through at this higher stage is not so much learning lots and lots of new academic words, but it's more just like familiarizing yourself with the words that real people use just to talk in a normal, casual way. The other super useful thing you can do is to get recordings of native speakers talking that come with a transcript so you can listen along because that is the fastest way to identify those little bits of speech that people use on a daily basis. Um, I think I've mentioned before I'm making this for Cantonese right now, so I've got this big library of people, friends of mine, just having conversations that I've transcribed word for word. And I've been sort of sat at home in the morning uh, listening to those videos and following along with the transcript. And it's just become, it's a revolution for me because, not because I'm learning a ton of new words, which I am, but it's more because I actually realise I understand much more than I think. It's just that because of the way people speak quickly and the way that words and pronunciation shift in fast speech, I just didn't understand, I didn't pick up on those words but as soon as you see the transcript you realize oh they're saying that i know what that means so it's a combination of like learning new words but also just getting used to understanding fast speech so i hope that's helpful gabrielle um again thank you for your question and for being so honest and open you've got a very bright future i'm sure please um come to the show notes and let me know if if i have kind of answered your question whether that's been helpful and or if I've, maybe if I've missed something or if if the um, if my answer is not quite what you were looking for. And likewise, if you have any tips for Gabrielle yourself, maybe you'd like to show a bit of solidarity with her and say, let her know that you go through the same thing. You can find the show notes at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 175. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. I'd also really appreciate a review on iTunes. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please leave me a, a star rating and a review. It would mean a lot to me. You can do that by going to iTunes or Stitcher and searching for the podcast. You'll find it very easily. Not many people have long titles like I do. <laughs> and at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. I made a video a while back. As part of my core study sequences series, and uh, it's all about listening comprehension. So if you'd like to uh, get an insight into the kind of thing I do to improve my listening comprehension, then I've got a great video for you to watch there. Again, you can find that 
at the show notes, IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 175. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast.